Koinonia, Christian Fellowship, Communion with God, and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. I am Tom Brown, and your host today, Lance Rawhoff. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Lance Rawhoff. I'm excited to be talking to uh, not only a good friend today, our guest on the show, which I know you're just going to love uh, when I introduce her here in just a minute, you get to hear a little bit about what the Lord has been doing in her life. But um, I'm excited <clears throat> also, and I say this every time I'm on the show and I'm hosting, of what God is doing around Arizona, uh, Phoenix, people moving here just because they said the Lord, the Holy Spirit told them to move to Arizona uh, there's revival going on all over this city and over this state. And my role specifically is with Young Life. I pastored for 10 years in uh, Phoenix at Living Streams Church in Living Streams Arcadia and with my wife, Susan. And now we're in this role with Young Life. Uh, it's called the Arizona Regional Development Role. We go around the state uh, and we get to connect with people all over the state in small towns to help start Young Life, which is youth ministry. It's not connected with any specific church, but it is all about Jesus. And uh, we also connect with the leadership teams around Arizona. There's about 25 different leadership teams. We call them committees. And they get raised up, encouraged, and they're the ones who shepherd our areas and oversee them from spiritual health and finances and all of that. And so Susan and I love doing what we get to do, and <clears throat> today's guest is Katie Spade, and Katie is also with Young Life in Flagstaff. Katie, you're on the phone with us today, not in the studio, but I'm excited to have you with us, even though you're up in Flag. Yes, me too. I'm very excited. Yeah, so Katie, you're with Young Life, and what is your role specifically? Yeah, I... um Specifically, I'm a staff associate, which is like their first year on staff, um, and I am focusing on Northern Arizona University, so I work on the college campus. Yeah, and that's amazing. We're going to get to that today, just about college life, and I'm always fascinated when I talk with people who do college ministry, uh, such a good insight into this next generation that is about to go into the business world, the working world, or all over the world in ministry, and uh, maybe full-time, but really all everything we do is ministry. Is that right, Katie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no off switch. <laughs> There's no off switch, which is great <clears throat> to have this calling on our lives where we just go as the Lord leads. But I would even say we're going we're gonna to jump into some of your life growing up and just where the Lord has led you through the years. And, and I'm excited to talk about that because I think you have absolutely fascinating journey with Jesus. Uh, one of the things that I want you to think about before we get back, and, and I'll just share this quick little story about myself. It was a life-changing moment. And I would ask you, Katie, do you have one of these in your life? But when I was in ninth grade, I grew up in Lubbock, Texas. I was in ninth grade, and I, I ran track growing up, and it was right before the mile race in ninth grade. And this mom, a friend's mom of mine, she came up to me and she said, hey, I was reading the Word, and I got a scripture verse, and I was supposed, and I feel like I'm supposed to give it to you. Like, this will be your verse I'm going to give to you. And it's 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. And, and that verse says, do, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? So run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. 
Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike my blow, a blow to my body, and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And that, and that was the first time anyone ever gave me a verse. Like, that was foreign to me, but it was revolutionary in my thinking. I was like, wow, I can own the Scripture. Like, I can really buy into that and say, that word's for me. And that's really the whole word. of the. But, Katie, we're going to take a break here in just a second. But I just wanted to think about, like, what are some life-changing moments you've had? And we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, <clears throat> I'm also excited— to hear about uh, this question that I ask our guests is, Katie, if you could have any uh, superpower, what would that superpower be and why? So stay tuned with us. We're going to be back in just a minute with Katie Spade. Welcome back. This is Lance Rahoff, your host today in Koinonia. Today I have my guest, Katie Spade, with me. And Katie, you know, that's such an interesting name, right? I mean, you've got to get this all the time. Your name's Katie Spade. And I actually like to call you Kate, just to confuse it, because to me, you are the real Kate Spade. <laughs> yes. I have gotten that my entire life. <laughs> no question. <laughs> is is that something that inspires you or is something that annoys it you? Actually, you know, it's so funny because my whole life everyone's been calling me Kate Spade, like, oh, the purse designer. And then just this last year, I recently started making leather, like, purses and bags. And so it's just so funny because I'm like, this feels so natural, but probably because people have been speaking that over me my whole life. <laughs> yeah, you do. Actually, it's funny. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because you, you do make great leather um, products. And I mean, what I, I have a few of them myself, but what are some of the things that you do make? You're so creative. Um, I make journals and like clutches and laptop cases um, and like little jewelry every once in a while. Yeah. What a blessing. I mean, there it's just yeah. fantastic. And so, yeah, I, at the end of the show, maybe we talk a little bit more about that. You have a, a really neat ministry, I think, with what you do in your creativity with leather. But also, let's just get back to my my big question is, if you had a superpower, <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be, Katie? Gosh, well, I feel like two things pop up in my head. I would. I used to always want to read people's minds, like if I could, like have like a little profile that would jump up and see like their whole life. Um, but I realize now that would be extremely emotionally overwhelming. <laughs> so I think I'd probably go with something like you can eat however much you want and never like you would never have to feel full. You know, something like that. Like eating pizza and not feel bad. Okay, so it would be that you could eat pizza all you wanted and then just be the same old great Katie that you are. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of bread. Right, exactly. Lots of gluten. You don't have to be gluten-free. Yeah. Okay, Katie, let's jump into your life a little bit. You're you're in Flagstaff now, uh, but tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Tell me about yep. it. What was it like growing up in Scottsdale? Does everyone have their own personal helicopter? And <laughs> you know what? We didn't. Like I, I drove a beat up truck that all three of my brothers had. That was like paint was chipping off. Seems to be a pattern in my life of the cars I choose. But, um, but yeah, no, I I didn't have personal helicopter. My family was pretty. Um, 
yeah, more a little more. They like they always said we don't know how we landed in this neighborhood, but it happened to be like a good one. So it was a good place to grow up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And you went to where? What high school? I went to Chaparral High School. Yeah. And so growing up at Chaparral, were you involved in what other ministries or what ministries, I should say, were you involved in? You're involved in Young Life? Yeah, I actually didn't know. Um, I didn't meet Jesus till my, like, before my senior year of high school. So I wasn't involved in any ministry before that. Okay. So your senior year in high school, you met the Lord. Yes. Yeah. What I was did. like? Tell me about that. How did that? Yeah. Go about? Yeah. Well, um, I ended up getting invited by some friends. I initially in high school, I was like straight A student, varsity athlete, had everything going for me, um, and got in kind of the wrong scene of kids. And then my in the middle of my junior year or middle of sophomore to junior year, I got pretty sick. Um, with a disease, and so I was in and out of the hospital, started failing my classes and all those things. So I kind of lost everything that was important to me, and then, and I lost a lot of my friends. Um, and then I had a friend invite me to Young Life, and um, so I went, and mostly I went because the people there um, I had known before. Yeah, and then they invited me to camp, and it was kind of crazy. The night before I was supposed to go to camp, I was in the hospital again, being sick, and the entire busload of kids that was supposed to go to Canada waited in Seattle for a whole day for me oh, man. Um, to take a different flight. I know, it's kind of crazy. Um, and then that week, I heard the gospel and decided I want to follow Jesus. So That's amazing. I was the one. Of you, the 99. <laughs> you, I was going to say, they left the 99, but they didn't really. The 99 just waited for you for the one to catch yeah. up. And that, yeah. oh, wow, what a powerful statement of love. Yeah. And even just the whole timing of everything. Like, I I realized looking back, I was like, wow, like, the enemy really tried to take me out, like, right before. And then just seeing God's, like, love and grace in letting me go in here and just that like my heart was open because I was in such a vulnerable spot mm-hmm. um yeah really yeah. good oh wow it, that yeah I just have that picture of what that's like for I mean because the show that we're doing today is called koinonia right and koinonia is the Greek word for community <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and and the Lord is all about community. He's about bringing people together, right? And that we would operate in community together um, to see a bigger picture, a more full picture of the kingdom of heaven. And and so I just got that picture when you were saying these these. How many kids and leaders were on that trip that waited for you? I mean, it was the best of kids, so it was a pretty big bus. Oh, I'm not sure exactly, but at least I mean, how many fit on a bus? Like seventy kids. Something like that. Okay, so say, let's just say there's 70 there yeah. and 70 waiting and saying, all right, we're going to camp. We're excited about going to camp and we're going to hang out and wait for Katie. And I just think that that that's such a cool statement about how we have our plans and we're and maybe even excited. Think about vacations and things like that that we're like, man, I cannot wait to get away and go on my vacation. I mean, we're at Christmas time, the holiday season, right, where people are taking breaks for things and they're excited about going somewhere maybe and and you're getting ready to go and then it's like, but one of us isn't feeling well or somebody that's supposed to be part of our trip and what do we do? And I just feel like, 
uh, especially for a bunch of high school kids, but really adults of any age, is to say, no, we're going to wait for Katie. I think it's yeah. such a, I mean, something that you remember the rest of your life, not just you, but the 99, like we say, or in this case, the 69, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's yeah. so cool. And so that blessed you, obviously, and you went and you received yeah. the Lord and, and um, you got to know Jesus. And what is that like coming back out of that experience, like in your walk with Jesus? Yeah, you know, I was in the crowd drinking and doing drugs like underage and so that was like a really slow process um the thing that I've loved seeing with young life is my young life leader like never tried to fix me or tell me I was wrong like she just kept sharing Jesus with me and kept opening up the scriptures and I was able to talk honestly with where I was at and things and eventually I just saw my heart start to change were the things that I really wanted before that weren't good for me, like I just was disgusted at. <laughs> and was like, how did I ever like enjoy that? Or how did I ever want to do that? And so I feel like I started like shifting as the Lord started taking more ground in my heart where she never had to tell me to stop doing this or stop doing that. She just let me experience Jesus and he took care of it, mm-hmm. um, which has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, so then you go into college right after high school, correct? Yeah. Okay, tell yeah. me, and so where'd you go to school? I went to Northern Arizona University. Yeah, where you are now. Where I am now, yeah. Yeah, didn't have very many friends in college, because most people from Scottsdale don't go to Flagstaff. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much the opposite, which I think was my intention um, in some of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't like I didn't have a group of friends and there wasn't a ton going on. And so um, my young life leader and I were really close and she would hear me crying on the phone every day. So she called up the only person that she knew at NAU and that was Jay Rennie, who's now my boss. Um, <laughs> but he invited me over to his house with a bunch of other young life leaders. And I didn't even sign up for leader training. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just needed friends, you know. Yeah. So all about that community. <laughs> So I uh, just hopped into their community pretty quickly. Oh, man, that is so good. Well, Jay Rennie is a great guy, and I really enjoy the times that I've gotten to be around him and and um, just hear how he processes life with the Lord and, and all that. So you, you've got this great, like, relationship of young life leaders when you're in college. And, of course, now you're actually on staff, but— so during college, you're growing with Jesus. Can you just tell me, because I, you know, I, I got to know you after that period of time. And so I, you know, and as often we do, you know, we meet someone at whatever stage in life they're at and we're and that's the picture of who they are. It makes sense, right? Because we didn't know you before, but we can hear stories. And, and, and so what did the Lord do with you in your college years? And then like bring us up to where you are today? Yeah. Um, well, in my college years, I pretty much was immediately dove into young life world. Um, so a lot of the basic, like, Christianity principles, like, loving God and loving serving, um, and for me, it it specifically was pouring into high school students. Um, and then after that, I mean, I feel like the thing that had really changed. I just gained more depth. Um, at the middle of my junior year, um, we had people come through from Washington who actually prayed for us. And I remember 
the Lord's voice. I started to experience like his presence and different things like that that were different than what I had experienced in young life. And so I think just depth overall in college, it was a beautiful time for me to figure out who I was and, and to go deeper in the Lord. Right. Yeah. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to, we're going to talk in our next segment, just about some of, of what you just mentioned, just about uh, the depth of getting to know the Lord, like the presence of God and how incredibly life-changing that is, right? I mean, that it's a whole different perspective of who God is. And so often we we run, we walk through life and we have this, maybe even like you did, a really cool community of people that uh, that love the Lord, but but oftentimes we we know what we've been exposed to, right? And and we know, yeah. like, the leaders who brought us to the Lord and their relationship, uh, what that looked like. And and so what's been modeled for us oftentimes in our Christian walk just plays such a part for the rest of our life. And yet uh, I always believe that there's there's more, like there's a, f- a bigger picture of what God wants to do in our life. And I've just seen it in you, like just how the Holy Spirit has just exploded in your life in such a cool way, such a good way. And I want to talk about that when we come back, because you went away for about a year or so and just got some really cool experiences. I want to talk about that when we come back. But uh, stay tuned with us. We're with Katie Spade, who's up in Flagstaff today, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is Lance Rahoff with Quanania. Today, my guest on our show is Katie Spade, the real Kate Spade, I like to say, who is in Flagstaff, and she's on Young Life staff. Uh, she is um, student, not student staff. You're not student staff. You've been graduating a long time. Katie's. Um, <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you can come on back in time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. You're so young, Katie. <laughs> You are young and exciting to be around. Like, you're the life of the party, Katie. Great. (laughs) In a good way. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, Katie, so you, um, well, you love people, all right? I mean, it's just clear, like, when you're around. and uh, But uh, here's what I, I, when I've been around you, having a hard time finding my words, just talking about you. Talk to me, I know. when I'm around you, I love seeing how well you love people. But the way that I see that you love people really well is because you're so bold in the Holy, in like the Holy Spirit just is alive. And of course the Holy Spirit's alive, but alive in you and you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. And what I've seen is how like you'll just be with people and you'll get like a word uh, a, a, just straight from heaven. You'll get a word from the Lord. Uh, Holy Spirit tells you something, whether it's a word of knowledge about someone, which would be like, oh, something that you couldn't have known specifically, but the Lord knows that person and gives you that, and you speak it over them, you pro- prophesy over them, and and it's huge. I mean, like, it's crazy to see people go, whoa, how did you know that? Like, how did you know to pray that? And it's, oh, it's the Lord. The Lord knows you, and and Katie, I love how the Lord uses you in that way. Tell me about how that works in your ministry at um, in Young Life, but uh, not just Young Life in Flagstaff, but like just in life, because that's just how yeah. you operate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like it, like just I after college, I, I did spend a few years like cultivating that and hearing God's voice. And I think it's like a lifelong journey, obviously, of learning to like tune in 
the father's voice, but I feel like I did have a significant amount of time where I just got to learn the nature of God so then I could hear him more accurately in my heart. And, um, yeah, and I, I feel like it is, it does affect every part of my life. Like the other day I woke up, um, and just felt like a friend was on my heart. And I just asked the Lord, like, do you have something to say? Do I need to say something? And I just felt like he wanted to give her renewed hope. And so I texted her, like, God's going to do abundantly more than you could ask or think. Like, I just pray for renewed hope over you. And, and she texted me back and she said, I've just been crying in my office. Like, I've just keep saying, I'm so hopeless. There's no hope. Um, like right when I texted her that she texted right back and I was so encouraged that the Lord would like not only want to speak to me about a friend, but like obviously speak to her, <laughs> you know, and like the reality is, is that he really did want to show her that he wanted to give her hope. And I'm just a random vessel that gets to be a part of that. So it was such a joy and that stuff happens all the time. Um, if we just listen and tune in, get to be such an encouragement to people, but how it affects ministry in college. I mean, I'm with a lot of students who have like so much knowledge about like their education and academics and all those different things, but they don't know very much about the Bible or about Jesus. And so they're the most educated generation, but the least knowledgeable about the Bible. And in the Bible, it's like all God speaking. And so it's been so cool to get to tell them and then also just make space for that. It's like a pretty core part of like my small group is every day, like what that we get together. I, we obviously go through some scripture right now. We're reading John. Um, but then we give space to hear the Lord for ourselves and learn that voice. And through that, we get to learn about the character and nature of God and get connected. Mm -hmm. to him. So I think that is like, my main two things when I work with college students is, like, you hear the Lord's voice, but how you hear Him depends on how you see Him. And learning, like, His nature and character will really help us hear Him clearly. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that that's great. So, I mean, I, I love that. <clears throat> Let me ask you just a, a practical question for the other side. So, if, yeah. if you have somebody and, and you start talking about listening, I mean, you have a group of people, college age, really any age, but— that we're going to listen to the Lord. We're going to study John, the scripture, or any other verses, and we're going to listen to the Lord in that. Do you get pushback from from people of like, well, wait a minute? I mean, and, and if you're around you, Katie, you kind of can go, oh, I believe it that that you hear from the Lord, Katie. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course you do. But no, I don't think that I do. I don't think that God speaks to me. Do you get much of that? Oh, all the time, yeah. I think that's like the first thing is <laughs> like, I, I think people can hear from God, but I don't think I hear from God. Um, but honestly, if you just take like a few minutes in conversation of like, okay, tell me what you felt when I said this, or, or just getting into their like internal thought world or mind, because God wants to speak to us like around every single corner, you know, like he wants us to see him in anything and everything, but we really can miss him in anything. And so I think, for college students, they want to analyze and break things down. And I think the Lord is totally fine with that because he's so desperate to speak to them. So I think, yeah, I, I think a lot of it is like, okay, let's ask him a question. And then we just wait and ask. And, and then I just go through, like, are you feeling anything? Did you think of anything? Mm. Do you have any desires right now? Did something pop into your head? Like, and we just kind of walk through those senses because 
I think everyone hears really differently. Um, for me, it's a really still small voice. Um, but I have friends that it's very loud. <laughs> and then I have other friends where they see pictures. And, and so I, I think that, like, everyone's different. And so giving the space for people to figure out how they hear the Lord is really important. Yeah, I agree that, that the Lord speaks to us in different ways. Yeah. So you mentioned like pictures or um, sometimes we get to hear the audible. Have you ever heard the audible voice of God? Like literally the audible voice of God? You know, I I have not. No, I have not heard the audible voice of God. But how do you no. normally hear from the Lord? What is that? Yeah. yeah, I'm well, I'm a very sensitive person, like in general. Mm-hmm. And so I think I first of all have to be in tune with how I'm doing too. That's helpful. So but overall, like, I think I just hear, I don't know, like, I just, I, I'm, first of all, I make space in my heart to even hear from him. So I have to, like, do the discipline of asking him questions and waiting, you know, but sometimes he'll speak without me asking questions. And that just is like feelings on my heart. It feels so scared to talk about it. But like, I think of somebody and I ask the Lord about it. It's honestly just the constant connection, constant communion. So Mm-hmm. being in tune with my heart and it's sometimes pictures that I get. It's a lot of times dreams. I dream a lot. Um, yeah. and the Lord speaks to me a lot through dreams. So yeah, yeah that, it's just, it's more the follow up, I think too. Yeah. That's cool. The reason I asked you that is because, uh, I've heard the audible voice of God, I think twice in my life. But one time for sure, uh, when I say I think twice, I mean that one time subject to, uh, okay, I, I know that was you, Lord. Is that something I actually heard out loud, or is that just a sensitivity in my spirit? And another time, it was like, oh my gosh, that was the voice right next to me and um, in my yeah. pickup truck, actually. So that was a little weird, too, because I thought, <laughs> like, I think I might have been speeding before that. So it's like, you know, what, it goes back to that whole question of, like, would you speed if Jesus were sitting in the car ne- in the seat next to you, you know? Um, would you? Would you, Katie? <laughs> Now yeah, I, I am a NASCAR driver, so you should not ask me that. I know, <laughs> but but I uh, but I do think yeah, you're right. God speaks uh, differently. There's different ways God communicates, and of course through yeah. His Word as well, and and a good counsel through friends. Is, there's that part, and then there's just the man. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, right? God is alive yeah. in us. Uh, yeah. If God is alive in us, it would make sense that God would be speaking to us. And his word tells us that the sheep hear the shepherd's voice, and he's our good shepherd and cares so deeply about it. God's not going to let us just go and without giving yeah. us—and um, I always say, without giving us really clear direction. You know, God's not um, yeah. about confusion. And so when we are mm-hmm. confused—and and so that's, a, I guess, another part of, like, just walking with the Lord is— um, when there's confusing things that come up, like for instance, they're like, well, I don't know about making this decision or that decision. You know, you're, how do you weigh in? It's like, well, let's ask the Lord, right? We hear, I mean, we can be in our small group meetings. I'm going to say, well, we don't know what to do. Let's ask the Lord. So when you're in that situation, Katie, how do you respond to that? And, and, and also, do you believe that uh, there's always going to be a clear direction that comes out of that? Yeah. You know, I think, I think in the midst of God speaking to us, there's always going to be a choice, a choice whether we listen or a choice whether we decide to believe that this is what he's saying or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in times like that, I think it's so circumstantial and so specific because I I definitely think that we're still human and there's part of us that 
Um, that isn't always 100% clear on what the Lord's saying. But I think if we get a grasp that, like, God is trustworthy and faithful in the midst of that, like, it's not necessarily what he says, more of, like, this is who he is, and so this is why we can follow his leading, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's such a good answer, Katie, because you're right. I mean, we're always in this—it's like Paul talked about the battle between the flesh, and and certainly he was submitted to the Holy Spirit. Um, But when we talk about submitted to the Holy Spirit, I mean, he's wanting to do the Lord's will as he travels around on his missionary journeys, as he he speaks and writes. Uh, But at the same time, he talks about this battle that goes on. And and you know that Paul would have had going, all right, Lord, this is what you're telling me. Um, but, but, you know, Paul, I really love that, uh, when we read the scripture and the letters that Paul's written, that he talks about our real humanity and the fact that like, uh, knowing the character of God is what is just absolutely essential because once we know the character of God, we can discern so much better, uh, what God is saying is that that's correct, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And that's what really you were saying is knowing the character and the goodness of God. And so, yeah. um, oh, hey, in our next segment, Katie, I want to talk about just some of the fun adventures that you've had with the Lord. So, like, think about sometimes that uh, you've gone out and uh, the Lord's just done something kind of crazy, wild. That, And when I say that, it's just that you're like, man, there is just no question, God. That that would not have happened if you um, hadn't orchestrated it. And um, and I know you have a few of those kind of things. And then one of the other things I want to talk about is, Katie, that you're an incredible musician. I've heard you sing. I've heard you play the guitar. But that wasn't always the case. I mean, I think it was always the case. You, you probably were an incredible musician, but maybe you didn't know it or you hadn't really walked into that. But I want you to talk a little bit about how the Lord has changed you in that way, too, because you're so gifted in in that area. So, hey, stay with us. We're going to come back with the real Kate Spade. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Lance Rahoff, and on my show today, I have Katie Spade, and I've been joking saying the real Kate Spade, so I hope, you know, well, because Katie Spade is the real Kate Spade to me, but we know that Kate Spade's name's on buildings all over and and makes all kinds of stuff you're probably more familiar with, but I got to tell you, the Katie Spade I'm talking to has had some crazy cool encounters with the Lord, and... I want to hear about some of those, Katie, because uh, one is we're in the end of our last segment, we're talking about your musical ability, your singing, you play the guitar, but that wasn't always the case. So like, tell me about what the Lord's done with that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was like the kid in college who was always having some sort of like identity crisis. <laughs> Because I just did not know who I was um, or what I was good at. You're probably the only college kid in history that's had that. (laughs) But, you know, there's that one. Now that I'm doing ministry, I'm like, oh, I see that one where I'm like, you're just a little restless because you there's something that you need to do that you're just like haven't gotten your hands on yet. Um, So, yeah, so I I went throughout my whole life and I, I mean, people would always tell me I was creative with people which I always felt like was a nice, like, cop-out of, like, you might not be good at art stuff, but you're really good with people, which is obviously a gift. But 
Um, it wasn't necessarily the answer that I was looking for. My heart was still searching. Um, Proximally did like a pretty, so I lived in Tacoma, Washington for a year and did a ministry school there. And um, I had just started playing the guitar and one of the assignments, and I started playing the guitar seriously out of like desperation for the Lord. Like I was just so hungry for Jesus and companionship and communion that I was like, I would just play in my, I lived in the basement at the time and I would just play and play and play. And it sounded probably terrible. Um, but I was just so hungry for an encounter with him and his presence. And so that was kind of what initiated creativity. Um, and so I continued to like play like by myself, not and even like during worship, like I was never actually Katie, you're kind of cutting out. Okay. Okay. Um, can you hear me better now? Yeah. Can you just repeat what you just said though? Cause I think yeah. it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Just about uh, you're in the basement and you're playing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would play in the basement and, um, just, I was just really desperate for the Lord and to encounter his presence. So I kept going, not necessarily, I didn't even really think about like, oh, this could end up, like I could end up singing in front of people. I just kept on doing it because it filled me up and it was for like me and my space with Jesus. So, um, I had a teacher that was basically like, she was in a, we were in a Psalms class and she said, if you play any kind of instrument at all, like even if you're just starting and if you don't sing. I want you to come up and write a song and sing it in front of the whole class. And I was like, she just described exactly where I'm at. Like, I was so nervous. Um, so, yeah, so then I got up in front of the class and I sang, and I think I fell over afterwards because I was so afraid um, and just so terrified to be in front of people. But I got tons of encouragement, and people just cheered me on and actually took, like, a uh, Don Wooster's, like, test, his profile test. It's like a like a like useful for counseling and figuring out like what you're good at and things like that and so I took this like kind of like a psychology test right and um he said my top like strength was creativity and I remembered like talking to him on the phone because we had like a follow-up to go over the test results and I was like there's no way I'm creative like I've just never done those things and I still remember I was like shaking when he told me this but he was like just because it's been dormant your whole life doesn't mean it's not a part of who you are. It's like, you just need to wake it up basically. And so that's what these last, like probably three years have been for me has just been waking up that creativity inside of me. Um, Cause I really just never gave it a shot before um, playing guitar and singing. And so that's kind of where painting stemmed out of and doing leather goods and singing and writing songs and, all of those things. So it really was like a journey with the Lord of him giving me creativity and showing me like, this is a part of his nature and I'm made in his image. And so just like learning that part of the Lord has been such a blast. Yeah. That's it's so amazing, Katie. I, I just wish you were telling that story. I was just thinking about the power that one is the power of words, the words that we can speak over others, right? Even about mm-hmm. their creativity. And of course you took this, kind of a profile, this assessment of your strengths and and it revealed that, hey, you're a really creative person. And I just think things like that are so helpful to be able to go, wait, I've been operating like this, or maybe my confidence isn't very um, strong in this area because I've never really done that. But 
you've come alive in your music and your creativity. And then there's this expression of the goodness of God that comes out in that. Plus, you don't get tired when you're operating in your gifts, right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, mean, like you can just kind of go for it. It's I not think. that we don't get tired. It's that you don't get the kind of tired. We can get plenty tired from hard work and from going and we need breaks and just time away with the Lord. But it's the kind of tired that you go, oh, I want more of that. And yeah. and not that like, oh, man, I'm so depleted. I, I don't care if I ever do that again, you know, because yeah. um, I think that's so important for all of us in our walk is with the Lord is just to go, man, what fills me up and then go do it. You know, and just ask the Lord. I mean, the Lord will lead you to where that is because he made you like that. Now, in your journey with that, I know that you've seen just cool, miraculous things happen, um, like uh, people healing um, or whatever it is. I want you to just tell us, like, some of what's one of the cool things that you've been able to experience recently with the Lord? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, something that shaped me, like, after college, um, which also with the creativity thing, just one more thing. I just mm-hmm. think about, like, it is so special that, like, God can teach us a part of who we are, like, no matter what stage of life we're in, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. even just that we get to learn new things, however old or young we are, and it can be a normal part of our lives now. I just think about that because I'm like, man, there's so many things now that were never a part of my normal life that are so normal now, like hearing from the Lord, like creativity, and, like, even like knowing Jesus as a healer or whatever, you know, I think it's just really cool to think about that. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, definitely like after college, I did go to a ministry school and actually went to a few ministry schools, all about the ministry schools, but Mm -hmm. I did get to see um, people healed who are like physically either ill or when we went overseas, we saw blind people healed, deaf people healed. Um, Yeah. And then within the state, same thing, like just people's like, uh, like if they had back problems or pain or headaches or things like that, just seeing Jesus like remove the pain and bring his presence. Okay. So let so, me ask you this because really, yeah. I mean, for the average person or even more than average, um, I don't know what the percentage is, uh, you know, 90% of Christians, I don't know, but like they say is that, um, 73% of statistics are made up on the spot, Katie. So... <laughs> So, I, you know, when, when people say, hey, 90% of people think this, yeah, you know, who knows? But but the but the reality is, is I would say most Christians have not experienced, uh, even though God, his character is healing and healing goes on, blind people see, um, people get uh, healed in all kinds of different ways. Um, tell me about a specific experience, though. Like, how did that come about? Because I think when you go, oh, yeah, you went around the world, and I went to Cambodia, and I saw a guy get the site back. Well, that's really cool, but uh, how does that become something that I go, that I can get in touch with living here in the United States? Yeah, you know, I think as believers, like, it's just part of our joy and opportunity to get to pray for people. And um, Jesus did heal the sick all throughout the scriptures. And so I think, like, just for us, it's that it's it's taking the risk and praying for people, even though we won't know the result, you know, because there's plenty of people uh, that you pray for that get healed. And then there's a group that doesn't, you know. And, and for me, I mean, we could go into this or not, but, like, I've had chronic illness for, like, 10 years, and I've been around people who have prayed for people with cancer and gotten healed and still haven't been healed. And so there is a tension that's really real. Um, but 
more than the tension is like the character of God, like that's who he is. And so Jesus is the healer, whether I experience it or not. But I think the thing that we're responsible for as believers is praying for healing for people. And I don't think it has to be like this perfect worded thing for it to work. It's not about that. It's about like Jesus wants to move through us to bless someone. And and I know on the other side of that, even when I haven't been physically healed, like I've felt God's love through people who pray for me. So I think it is like available to all of us. Yeah. But we do what we do. It does take an act of faith and it does take stepping forward and and asking if we can pray for people and being vulnerable in that. Right. Yeah. I mean, then it always comes. You brought up something that that I get asked often, which, well, okay, that's great that God and and I would find that most people believe, oh, yeah, God still heals. I mean, most Christians would say, yeah, I I believe that God heals. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then most would say, "Um, I haven't experienced that, though, either my own self personally. And I've been praying forever for for healing over my own life or for a friend or someone else. Or I've never really been in the in the room when that's happened. And, you know, the question comes about is, so why does God heal some people and not other people? Right. And then is that something that, well, God loves them more. So they got healed. You know, you hear those kind of things. Mm -hmm, Totally. It's a tension. It's a major tension, but I think that like in most of our life, we're living in tension and tension is where fruit grows in our character and in our hearts. And, and I do, I, I do tell you, like, I believe you could heal me any day. And also, I'm like, wow, he's grown me up so much through this. And, like, the intimacy that I've experienced with the Lord through this has been great. So I think it's both. I don't think he wants me to suffer. And in the same breath, I think he's bringing so much through suffering. So yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a great tension, but I think I've been tensions and the tension are still really good and really trustworthy. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good, Katie. That's such a yeah. yeah, That's such a good perspective. I'm glad you shared that. And um, hey, I also know, Katie, that you. What's the name of your your company uh, with your leather goods? Mountain and pine. Mountain and pine. That's right. It's mountain and pine. And and I we're going to come back in our last segment here in just a minute. And we want to pray. And I want to have you pray. But also, I just um, again have you on the show and not say, hey, mountain and pine would be uh, that's a great Christmas gift, isn't it? So I mean, we could like tell anyone that's listening that if you want a great leather good, (laughs) you can go to mountain and pine and order it, and we'll get that info in the next segment. Just that if anybody wants to do that, and also um, we just want to close out that segment. I'm so happy that you're on the show today, Katie. Stay with us, everyone, for our last segment. Hey, welcome back. This is Lance Rahoff. My guest, Katie Spade, that we've had on the show today. It's just been so great talking to Katie. Katie, when we when we last left uh, in our last break, we talked about Mountain and Pine is your company that you sell leather goods. And if somebody wanted to check that out, I mean, we're at Christmas time. This is or even a New Year's gift, a gift any time of the year. <laughs> and they wanted to check this out. How would they find your stuff? Yeah, you can just go on Etsy. Um, it's actually just Etsy.com slash shop. Slash Katie Spade. And oh. I saw my name with a C. C A T I E. Okay. So Yeah, Etsy yeah. for Katie Spade. That's good. And uh yeah, go check that out. Katie makes amazing stuff. Also, we just want to close out our segment. Uh well, Katie, you had mentioned that you had chronic um 
uh, some chronic disease that's gone yeah. on, an illness, and um, that you know that the Lord could heal you at any. Uh, so here, here's what I'd like. Can will you just pray? Can I pray for you, and then maybe yeah. you pray for anyone else that's then yeah. experiencing something. So Lord, I just pray for Katie today. We thank you. Like what you've done in her life is amazing. It's such a good testimony to who you are, God. And as she's been able to see others get healed, and yet has not experienced that direct, maybe physical healing in her life. You have healed so many other areas in her life, Lord, it's just beautiful. But we would pray specifically over Katie for healing over her um, over her body in every way that it's made whole in Jesus' name, that she experiences your presence in such a deep and powerful way of the physical nature. Lord, it's so clear that your Holy Spirit's alive and active in her life. And so we just come and we contend for that healing over her in the name of Jesus. Father, I just um, pray for anyone listening who has any kind of illness or ailment or disease, Lord, that you would come and heal them. Jesus and I pray that you would encounter their heart and that you would show them um, that you are trustworthy and that you are faithful and that you do love them um, despite any circumstances. And so I just pray that you'd inspire them with faith to know that you're healer um, and to experience it in their physical body. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. That's so good, Katie. Hey, thanks for being on today all the way up in Flagstaff. Thanks for being on today. Yeah, totally. It's been such a great joy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Lord bless you as you go about your ministry at NAU with Young Life and just your encounters with anyone along the way today. So bless you and everyone in Phoenix and surrounding areas. um, Just remember, the Lord loves you so much and just wants to speak to you all day.